on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Pitch to Omar. Struck him out looking on a pitch that caught the corner maybe. Mike Matheny and his Royals have swept this two-game miniseries against the Brewers. Final score tonight. Royals 6 and the Brewers 4. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City, here's Matt Foley. Another tough loss for the Brewers. They fall under 500. They get swept in a two-game series in Kansas City. Not good when you're facing off against a team that had been scuffling and you got your two top pitchers going in the two games and you can't come up with at least one win. Tough day today. The bullpen lets down J.P. Fireisen and uh, Brad Boxberger, a couple guys who have been pretty good this season. They were not especially good tonight, and the Brewers end up losing by a 6-4 score. I guess give, give them a little bit of credit. They made some noise there in the ninth inning. They pushed one across. Uh, they, uh, they had an opportunity, but... We've, we've seen that play out before where they make that noise late in the game, and unless you start coming through in those moments, it kind of loses some of its impact, and the Brewers do lose today by a 6-4 score. They go 1-for-12 with runners in scoring position. That's the number we always look at at the beginning of this program, seemingly, especially as they've been struggling. Uh, I I don't think that they had a bad offensive day. I you, you see that one for twelve number, and obviously that's that's not good. And we're not going to sit here and tell you that that's good. But I, I don't think they had a bad offensive day. They scored the four runs on nine hits. They had some good at bats. I, I thought they were going the other way a fair amount today. Like it felt like, especially in the early going, it really felt like they had a different approach at the plate at times of going with what was being given to them. There was some kind of some manufacturing of runs or attempted manufacturing of runs in there as well. So I I think it was clearly a step forward from an offensive standpoint. Unfortunately, it was a step backwards from a bullpen performance standpoint, and th- that, that ends up costing them. And that's been a strength of this team this year. It was not a strength tonight. I'm already seeing it. I'm already seeing it on the text line, and we'll certainly address it a fair amount. Let's just... Let's just touch on it now before we really get into it later on. There's a lot of people who are pretty upset that Corbin Burns was lifted after six innings. I, I, I get it because he's rolling and he leaves the game and then all of a sudden the bullpen doesn't do its job. So it's one of those situations where, yeah, you, you look at the results of what happened and you say, well, it might have gone a little bit better if you would have left Burns in there. I get that. That's, that's valid. That's fine. Burns was at 92 pitches, and it was an opportunity to. to the, this is the year that 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 pitchers are experiencing, and people don't want to hear this. People are going to argue it. That's fine. You don't have to agree, and you don't have to like what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is true, and it's not going to change the rest of the year. I think one of the things that I sometimes get frustrated with in hosting this show is when we have these these discussions or these arguments about things that just simply are not going to change. Because why, why are we talking about it? Why, why are we talking about something that's not going to change, right? That's, that's kind of the way I, I go about it. But this is a year where pitchers are going to be protected in a major, major way. And I know there's going to be the Tommy Tough guys out there that go, ah, oh, these guys are paid to pitch. Let them pitch. In my day, people went out and threw 115, 120 pitches a game, 130 pitches. Like, I get that. We're going to hear that from people. That's... A, that doesn't happen very often anymore. It happens in very select circumstances. 
and most importantly is the implications of doing that. You want to keep guys healthy. You want to keep guys healthy. You know what? If I'm a pitcher, I want to play for a guy like Craig Council who's got my best interest in mind from a physical standpoint because we're already watching a year in baseball where guy after guy after guy after guy is going on the injured list. And we haven't even, I don't think we've even started to see how pitching is going to be impacted going from the 60-game season to the 162-game season. So the Brewers are being very proactive, trying to give guys an extra day of rest almost every single start, and they're limiting how many pitches they throw in games. You know, I I want a boss who cares about my well-being, and I bet you do too. Like, that's kind of the funny thing here because, and I know comparing professional sports to just like an, an everyday office job that doesn't really work and it's always very flawed when you do it. But whatever, whatever analogy, whatever comparison you want to make, I'm pretty sure you would not be super happy if you worked in a job where your boss is putting your well-being at risk by asking you to do something. And maybe it's a bit of a strong statement to say that they're doing that with pitchers, but it's, again, they're trying to keep them as healthy as possible this year. Not that they don't, and we've seen, you didn't need to go from 60 games to 162 games to see the Brewers be very conservative in how deep pitchers go into games. But I do think that, especially a Brandon Woodruff and a Corbin Burns, are probably going a little bit deeper into some of these games if it's not the 60 to 162. But you have to protect these pitchers. You have to. It's Guess what? If, if one of these guys needs Tommy John surgery, if something happens and they need Tommy John surgery, they're missing the rest of this year and the rest of next year, and you never really know how they're going to come back after that. Being a little bit, of conserv- being a little bit conservative to try to avoid that happening, for me, I'm okay with that. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Got you for the next hour and two minutes. Uh, Craig Kishon from Bally Sports Wisconsin will be here. We will hear the post-game comments of manager Craig Council. We'll go back through the game with the highlights. A lot to get to, and we'll get more into Corbin Burns and uh, him being lifted after six innings where he pitched quite well today. We've got more in a moment, the news in two minutes, and then I'm back after that here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Pitch to Narvaez, swing a line drive into left, a base hit. Narvaez comes through, and the Brewers jump out in front, one nothing. Good start to the game for the Brewers. You would have liked to have seen them maybe get a, another run or two there in the first, but an early lead, the way the team has been playing offensively recently, you can't take too much issue with that. But they do fall short today by a 6-4 score. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Want to join us? You can do so by calling or texting into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A. A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let me say this, because I'm frustrated, you're frustrated, we're all frustrated, there's enough frustration to go around right now. That's pretty clear. The Brewers are not playing great baseball right now. They're certainly not winning very many games, and we've seen them go from at the beginning of the... It's incredible, 19 days, 19 days 
in the course of 19 days, they have gone from having the best record in the National League to now being a game under 500 and four games out of first place in the National League Central. That is that is a remarkable 19-day period for this team, and not remarkable in a good way. But let's let's be clear on this. I'm I'm frustrated because I don't think they are playing to the level of the team that they are. I think they are a significantly better team than what they are showing right now. And we've gotten some messages recently from people. Oh, they're playing themselves out of a playoff spot. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're, they're a game under 500, so they're, they're essentially a 500 team right now. And they're four games out of first place in the division. They haven't played out of anything. So that's the positive. They're fine. From a, from a record standpoint, from a long-term implication, long-term just meaning this season long-term, they're fine. But that being said, they got to play better. they got to find a way to win games. They, 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 they have to find a way to put it all together, right? Like that's what you want. So today, what did they have? They had good starting pitching. Corbin Burns was really good. They had pretty good hitting. Four runs, nine hits. They had good at bats. They hit the ball hard on some outs. Uh, I, I'm fine with their offensive day today. Fine with it. Totally fine with it. So that was good. Fielding was fine. Uh, they, they committed a couple errors. The errors don't hurt too terribly much. The uh, especially the Travis Shaw error there. Uh, that you know that that didn't have really an impact on things. But oh, good enough defensive day. Where's your issue? Why, why did the Brewers lose the game today? It's pretty simple. The bullpen didn't, didn't perform well. And the bullpen didn't perform well with a couple guys who have been good. Uh, we'll hear from Manager Craig Council at about 1130. Uh, but he's already spoken, and I've seen some of the stuff he said. Uh, essentially, he talked about the decision to move on from Corbin Burns and go to J.P. Fireice and there in the seventh inning. And he said largely that they were they make that decision based upon what Fire Eisen had done this year. When you look at the back end of the bullpen, the Brewers have really been able to trust the 7th, 8th, and ninth innings to Fire Eisen, Williams, and Hader. And Fire Eisen is on a little bit of a, a bad run here. And I, I think at this point, maybe the next time they think about using them, they think twice, depending on the, the situation that they're in. But just because his last time out against Atlanta... He gave up four runs while only recording one out. That's one bad day. Guy had not given up a run. He was one of the most used pitchers in all of Major League Baseball, and he had not given up an earned run until May 9th, so like a week and a half ago. He had a bad game against Atlanta. That doesn't change the way you're going to use him. Now it's back-to-back not-so-good games. At this point, I think you do think twice and maybe you look for not so much of a high leverage situation for him to go into that next time just to try to help him get a little bit of confidence in there and then Brad Boxberger has been pretty good this season as well and he struggled there giving up a, a couple runs but it's the it's the idea that they need to put it all together and they're having a hard time putting it all together yesterday it was the uh, you know they, they had great starting pitching they had no offense yesterday and the, the offensive issues have been the issues that have really existed throughout the course of the uh, entire season. Uh, Mark and River West says, I realize they haven't been back that long, but there was all this talk about Narvaez and Yelich. Um, 
I thought both those guys were fine today. Narvaez went two for five. That strike, I know he had three strikeouts. That strikeout at the end of the game, if, <laughs> that strike zone tonight was atrocious. That strike zone tonight was absolutely atrocious. I don't know what Adrian Johnson was watching. Uh, I'm, I'm not super familiar with Adrian Johnson, the umpire. But if that is the strike zone that he normally comes up with, oh, my gosh. That was, that was one of the worst balls and strikes strike zone that I have that I've ever seen. I'm not trying to bring hyperbole to all this. That was just, it was it was horrendous. It was so bad uh, what that was tonight. So yeah, Nervais struck out three times, especially that last strikeout. That wasn't a strike. Uh, Christian Yelich, I think, is still getting his sea legs. He was 0 for 2 today, but good good plate awareness. Had the three walks. Yelich has played before yesterday. Yelich had played one major league game over the course of about a month. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, more than that. He played on April 11th, he played on May 18th, and he played one game in the middle. So between April 11th and May 18th, so five weeks in there, close to six weeks, he played one game. You know what, he's even getting a few at-bats at AAA, it's going to take him a little a little while. And the fact that he was still drawing walks today, that's good. So I, I don't know, I mean, look, there's, you can take issue with, with some things that happened in this game today. I'm not sure why you take issue with Omar Nervais or Christian Yelich because each individual contributed today. Yelich with the three walks, Nervais with the two hits. He drives in a run in this game, uh, hit it, hit, hit, hit a ball very hard. Like I just, I, I don't, I don't see what you're seeing if this game gets over and you're going to take issue with the performances of of those two guys. Six four. Brewers fall in Kansas City. They get swept in a two-game series. Craig Kashan from Bally Sports Wisconsin, he will join us in just a moment. We're back after this here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Overall, it's been tough going. He puts a charge into this one. Deep right field. Back and gone for Jackie Bradley Jr. Brewers need to get him going. How about that one? We're tied at two. Yeah, good day from Jackie Bradley Jr. Hits the home run. That was good to see. Hit another ball really, really hard that turned into a sacrifice fly. Would have been a second home run in a number of ballparks across uh, Major League Baseball. But it wasn't enough. The Brewers lose in Kansas City 6-4. They get swept in a two-game series where their starting pitchers are Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns. I don't think... Uh, you know, first off, for those two guys to be pitching back to back in a two-game series, it just has to work out, uh, and that's not going to happen very often. Two-game series don't happen very often, so it's unlikely just from the uh, from the mathematical standpoint of it being unlikely that that situation even arises. But this team is not going to lose, get swept in many two-game series when those are uh, your two guys pitching. Let's bring in Craig Sean from uh, Bally Sports, Wisconsin, who just wrapped up his uh, TV responsibilities. Uh, Craig, let's let's start with this because a lot of people are pretty upset about Corbin Burns being lifted after six innings. He's at I, I don't have an issue with it. He was at 92 pitches. We're watching tons of guys get injured across Major League Baseball. We know that the Brewers are going to be very careful with pitchers. They're always careful with pitchers, even more so this year, going from 60 to 162, so not pushing Burns to throw more pitches. I get it. A lot of people out there don't get it. Where do you stand on it? Well, I mean, uh, I agree with you. I, you know, 
not a whole lot surprises me of what happened in this game today, decision-making, to be honest with you. I mean, would, would I like to see, you know, Corbin Burns go another inning or so? I, I think they would have, yes, but let's face it, um, I, I think over the last two games it would have taken Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns the you know to go a complete game distance for the Brewers to, to win. I, I just think that's the pace that they set each on the mound. Um, and the relief pitching, as we've seen over the last few games, has been off. So yeah. the defense has been off when they've been on the mound. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of looking at this one, Matt, like this is just another example of how baseball goes. You know, the bullpen's been so good. Now it's, now it's their turn to not be good right now because the starting pitching has been off the charts. And I don't want to be around when the starting pitching has their turn to not being good, I'll tell you that. Uh, because we're we're getting spoiled big time right now. But uh, you know, these games have been close. They've been you know they've been there for the taking. Um, but it's not so much pushing the right buttons right now. It's it's having these guys do their jobs. You know, up and down. Period. They need to put it all together for a game. And I, I don't. I'm sure I could go back and look at the box scores and see the last time it happened. It has happened, but. Just a, a solid game where you have starting pitching, relief pitching, hitting, and fielding. And you have those four things, and they all play at a high level. It just it feels like we haven't seen that in a while. No, and, it, you know, and, I, and I really don't like being general on your show right now, but, but it, it is almost that to me because I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed by the way they performed tonight. They, they went out and got the early lead. They scored a run in the first inning on three hits that were all the opposite way, mm-hmm. um, which is good. You want to see that for a team that you know isn't hitting the ball well. That's, I mean, that's the old rule. That's how it gets done. Um, and and Jackie Bradley Jr. I thought tonight, you know, flashed his bat pretty good. He ended up being on base three times. He had that giant home run, um, and and had a sacrifice fly that was to the wall as well. So he had a couple of RBIs. Um, at some point, and you got to hope maybe tonight's the start, um, he's going to start contributing offensively. 155 is not going to get it done. Um, but I think, you know, if he gets his groove on and Yelich, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time here to get this bat going. He's seeing the ball well. We're all understanding that right now. But they, they need the swing of his bat for this team to be successful and to be dangerous. Um, and then and then offensively, you know, they got to get Keston Hira back. they got to they just got to keep getting production from guys, you know, on a daily basis. And it's going to happen at some point here, hopefully sooner than later. But I heard you earlier, I, I and I want to agree 100% with you, there is no way this team um, is is who it is right now. I mean, they're, they're, they're not playing great baseball overall, um, but they're not, they're not left for the dump either. I mean, they've, they've got a... They've got a ways to bounce back here, but I, I, I think they're going to do it. I, I still like who they are offensively. You mentioned those three hits in the first inning and going the other way, and I thought that was really notable as well. And when we, when we talk about how you can spark an offense, and that's probably been the number one question we've been getting through this whole thing, we talk a lot about approach. And sometimes approach, it's about maybe maybe trying to take what what you're being given and that might mean going the other way that might mean stealing a bag they had two stolen bases in this game today that doesn't mean bunt the, bunting the runner over to for, for the second from first with one out just to put a runner in scoring position but there are other things you can do to try to help cultivate some runs 
Yeah, and, and you know, the other side of that, I, I think what makes this loss a little more bitter is because we saw we saw a lot of that tonight, um, especially early on and when they took that 3-2 lead into the seventh inning. And then all of a sudden they got they got truly small ball to death by Mike Matheny. I yeah. mean, we saw a couple of bunts. We saw a squeeze bunt for a run, um, all kinds of pressure, a pinch runner coming in uh, to, to uh, provide extra speed on the bases in that seventh inning. There was a ton of pressure applied to J.P. Fireisen. And I'll be honest with you, there hasn't been a ton of pressure applied to J.P. Fireisen a lot this season. And, and so he's still feeling his way through stuff. If anybody thought this guy was going to be lights out for in 70 appearances, um, that, that's just not going to be the case. So he's got, a, he's got some things to learn. And um, they left him in the whole inning tonight. I mean, that, that might be maybe the biggest question mark. You know, with the day off tomorrow, um, team is rested. They had a day off Monday. Let it all hang out. You know, let him start the inning, but have somebody ready in the bullpen. Um, that that's one. That's kind of something that sticks in a lot of people's craw. I think is is not having people ready in the bullpen in key times of the game, um, and just saying he's our guy this inning. I, I, I'm not sure that they can keep going like that. Pablo Reyes got the start at shortstop. We kind of thought that that might happen based off what Luis Arias has had uh, happen from a defensive standpoint recently. Got a hit, made all the plays over at shortstop. I thought he looked fine out there. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, the the guy's a hell of a defender. Um, and the other thing is, he had he had a base hit tonight. He's offensively, he's he's getting himself on base for this team, and he's mm-hmm. he's fast as lightning. So, you know, I mean, he he might be earning earning a spot up here right now, um, and that's not a bad thing to have because I, I don't think you need to stick. Uh, Urias even back out there on Friday, maybe, maybe give him a few days just to just to do the reset button. You know, I'm not sure, but they're they're not in dire straits not playing Urias. Um, I'm confident of that. Um, and and whether it's going to be you know Reyes or or somebody else calling up, I mean they've they've, they've got some guys at AAA right now that they can turn to if they need to. Last thing for you, and let me be clear: I don't think this team ends up. Lo- I don't think this team loses the game because of home plate umpire Adrian Johnson. But that strike zone was atrocious. I, there, t- Daniel Vogelback is as good as anybody in Major League Baseball at knowing the strike zone. And uh, on his on his strikeout today, the strike two pitch was way down, way out, and that's forcing him to swing at stuff outside the zone. Even the final pitch of the game to. To Omar Nervias, that wasn't a. Str- I mean, there was just th- there's some stuff out there on social media just showing pitches that are two, three inches outside of the zone, which is that is a very significant amount of space for a pitch to be out of the zone. That was that was as bad of a strike zone as I've seen. Yeah, I mean it's 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 getting pretty rough here. I mean it it, it just is, and it and it's hard for for you and I to do anything but sounding like you know we're we're complaining about it or whatever. I mean, I, I really don't know, you know, why it's that way. I don't know why it continues to be that way. Um, there doesn't seem to be any favoritism for anybody. I mean, MVPs are getting rung up. MVPs are getting calls. Um, guys who aren't going to win the Cy Young are, are, are getting calls against hitters that you shouldn't. Um, you know, pitchers that are already really good, and they're going out there and doing their thing. They don't need calls two or three inches off the off the strike zone, and we've seen a lot of that this year too. And it's uh, 
it, it's it's crazy. It shouldn't be happening. Um, and and I wish there was some way of fixing it. That's for sure. But it, you know, there across baseball, we just saw our sixth no hitter tonight. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. No hitters are great, but six already. Are you kidding me? What are we going to have? Fifty by the end of the year. Who wants to see all of that? It's going to lose its um, its special place in the game. That means that somewhere along the line, you know, th- things aren't right. I mean that that shouldn't be happening right now in baseball. I, I will just say that. Yeah, I feel bad for Corey Kluber who threw it tonight for the Yankees because generally you're, you're celebrated as a pitcher when you throw a no-hitter, and it is almost 100% right now people lamenting the fact that no-hitters have been thrown on back-to-back days and there's already six. Like The fact that there's so many, it almost takes something away from the specialness for Kluber. Yeah, it does. And, and you know, look at the teams now. Seattle's been involved in two this year already. Texas has been involved in two already this year. I mean, that that just doesn't add up right now, and, and I'll make this point too. And I thought it was a good one because we discussed this on our on our pregame show on the TV side today uh, with Tim Diller, and he brought up you know a really good point of where right now pitchers are versus hitters. When you you look no further than the Brewers, we we know they swing big, um, and that's that's the way it is across baseball right now. The the bunting part of the game and advancing runners is too few and far between. So how much easier is it right now for pitchers to basically simply take away, hey, if you're swinging for the fences, I'm going to make sure you're not going to get to the fence because you're not going to go out there and try to get a single. That means I can uh, get to a no-hitter that much faster, right? Nobody's going to single against a pitcher for nine innings. It certainly makes sense if you think about it. Everyone's swinging big, everyone's swinging up, and a lot of pitchers are sinker slider now down and away they're they're not going to get it and and at this rate i'm not kidding we're it's already a record uh number of no hitters at this point in any season in major league baseball i don't see it stopping to be honest with you yeah baseball's got to figure out a way to get the ball and play more often they just have to and i don't know how you do it it's it's a really challenging thing and people who are hopefully smarter than me are working on it but sometimes you wonder if those people exist in major league baseball's front office it's just but you got to fix it the the game is not as entertaining right now as it has been previously no i mean it is uh it is just flat out not and you know that could be your opinion my opinion but guess what we get to have an opinion and and uh i think we share the same right now all right craig good stuff uh, enjoy the off day we'll talk later on in the week all right pal take it easy there's uh craig sean from valley sports wisconsin joining us brewers fall short in kansas city by a 6-4 score we'll continue on with the program in just a moment here on wtmj this is brewers extra innings with matt foley on wtmj Pitch swung on and hit a mile in the air, deep right center field, way back, and it's off the top of the fence. Omar Narvaez is into second base with a sliding double, and how that ball didn't get out of the ballpark, I don't think anybody will ever know. That's one of two hard-hit balls that did not get out of the ballpark. Uh, That one was a hit, the sacrifice fly off the bat of Jackie Bradley Jr. in many ballparks would have been a home run, so... Things uh, the ball was not. Uh, that's a tough. Kauffman Stadium is a tough ballpark to uh, to hit home runs. It's a really big outfield, and uh, that ballpark 
ate up a couple home runs in uh, in the game today. Brewers end up losing by a 6-4 score. We alluded to it a few moments ago when uh, Craig Cashon was on that another no-hitter tonight, Corey Kluber throwing a no-hitter for the New York Yankees, already the sixth no-hitter in Major League Baseball this year. Mitch and Sturgeon Bay texting in asking, what is the Major League record for no-hitters in a single season? So right now they're at six. That is one shy of tying the record for most in the modern era. And then the overall record going back all-time history is eight in 1884. So depending if you want the mo- the modern era record is seven. The overall record is eight in 1884. First time since uh, June of 1990 that no-hitters were thrown one or few days apart. Dave Stewart and Fernando Valenzuela threw uh, no-hitters uh, back in 1990. Also, first time ever that three teams have been no-hit twice. The Indians, the Mariners, and the Rangers. They have all been no-hit twice this year. That's something. Those three teams have been no-hit twice. Uh, there's just... Off, uh, and look, I, I, we talked about this yesterday on the program because we had somebody tweeting in who was talking about all the years that the Brewers hit above 250 in their in their history, and they're not doing that now. And my response to that is like, well, nobody's hitting 250 basically this year. I think I looked at it yesterday that uh, you had two teams above 250, like 252 or something like that, and, and that was number one in the National League. And then that person, you know, responded, okay, but. The team's hitting 212, and that was a that was a, that was a great response because yeah, I mean there's a there is a difference between a team hitting 250 and 212. As we take a look at the National League batting rankings right now, the Washington Nationals are 252. They are the only team in the National League that are above 250, and then you have the Brewers at 212. Uh, Brewers are last place in the National League, second to last the Atlanta Braves, and the Braves are at 225, so 13 points are, uh, are separating out. How about those teams? Let's see. So we mentioned the three teams that have been no-hit twice. What are their team batting averages? Because those are all American League teams. I was looking at just the National League, uh, National League uh, numbers. So the Texas Rangers, you know what? They're not a bad-hitting team. They hit 241. They've been no-hit twice this year, but they have a team batting average at 241. The Cleveland Indians, they are one of two teams in Major League Baseball that has a worse batting average than the Brewers. They are right behind the Brewers. They're at 212. The Brewers are at 213. And then the Seattle Mariners, oh, man, the Mariners. The Mariners are hitting 199 as a team right now. They are worst in Major League Baseball. 199 is the team batting average for the Seattle Mariners. When was the last time? This would probably take, I don't, we don't have time to look this up. When was the last time a team finished out the regular season with a team batting average below 200? I mean, it had to happen at some point, right? Maybe? Uh, Generally, the last place team in baseball is like 220, 230, somewhere in there. I don't know. Not that I mean they're 199, so they'll probably be above 200. But a 199 team average. You think the Brewers are hitting poorly? At least they're uh, at least they're off the interstate, right? All right, manager Craig Council. He spoke with the media just a little while ago. We'll hear those postgame comments in just a moment. Brewers they fall short today, losing to Kansas City 6-4. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. 
Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Swinging a fly ball, hit to center. That's plenty deep. Back Taylor, warning track wall. He jumps. Did he catch it? Yes. Back to tag and score is Garcia. But Michael Taylor just took maybe a run extra off the board. Yeah, I think he did. That was a really good catch. And again, we talked about it last, just uh, in the last segment. A couple balls hit that probably would have been home runs in the vast majority of Major League ballparks, but not Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. Brewers lose to the Royals by a 6-4 score. Manager Craig Council met with the media just a little while ago, opened up his uh, comments talking about uh, the performance and the struggles of relief pitcher J.P. Fireisen. Yeah, I mean, he just... Just looked a little out of sync. I th- actually thought as the inning went on, he, he got he, that he started to get in sync as the inning went on. But unfortunately, he made a mistake to a to a guy that with great power, um, and then you know a couple guys getting on. So, and then they executed um, some stuff. So, yeah, I mean, look, JP's been you know he's had twenty outings, and you know going into this one, eighteen or nineteen have been really really good. So it's. Um, you know, just unfortunate. Um, you know, and with a one-run lead, that's that's not much margin for error. Craig, did you go into the day with the general idea of how far Corbin could go in this second outing off his layoff? Yeah, and then we were there basically. Um, you know, he, you know, he, he did lobby to go back out there. Um, you know, I, I, I just thought that was that was the right spot for it. Um, and and you know part of it, frankly, has been how JP's pitching so good too. So that that made it a little bit easier. But yeah, I mean, it was there was a decision there for sure. It wasn't a, it wasn't a slam dunk, but I I, I decided that was it. What did you think of how he threw the ball? He just made he you know he made that one cutter to Taylor that got hit out, but he, they didn't do much to him other than that. No, I mean he he was good for sure. Um, I mean they they gave him, they gave him a couple tough at bats, but but. Uh, he was he was really good. Was some of the command for for Boxberger uncharacteristic tonight, just with some of the wild pitches and just some tough ones for Omar? Yeah, no, I mean I think um, you know that's a little bit of soft contact got him into trouble, and then yeah, I mean boxes. I think he had two walks going into this outing on, on the season, so he's he's been around the strike zone frequently, and that's something that. He's, he's been pretty good at so it was a little bit uncharacteristic yes we talked about um jbj and all the off-speed pitches he's been seeing and then tonight he has good success on the slider was that i mean at least a, a silver lining for tonight yeah no he swung the bat well i mean it, you know that you know we, we we swung the bats well tonight i thought we had you know two balls that are probably homers and a bunch of other parks. J- Jackie could have had a, easily had a second homer there. Um, Omar's balls, you know, as that's a, that's probably the biggest part of right center in any in any major league park. So um, now Jackie swung it good. I mean, he did. That's we talked before the game. Hitting some of those breaking balls is the key to it, and he hit two balls really good tonight. Two breaking balls really good tonight. Craig, did you think he should have done some more damage against their starter? You had the first inning. You jumped on it quick, but then left some guys on base. Then again, Wong had that single and stolen base to lead off the third. Yeah, I mean, I, we did. We had some opportunities. Uh, we we put pressure on him. Um, 
you know, I, I, did, I didn't, I thought the at-bats were pretty good in those spots. Some of them end up in strikeouts. I thought the at-bats were pretty good in those there though. Um, you know, I thought Bogey had a good at-bat and kind of got, you know, there was a tough three, one pitch to call the strike on him. Um, you know, we, we, Narvi had a, not a good, the, the bat that Narvi ended in the strikeout was a pretty good at-bat too. It just, you know, like I thought the guy made a pretty good three, two pitch. So it was, that was good pressure. You know, we, we, I mean, uh, Avi hit a ball in the first inning, hit him really hard up the middle that we didn't, we didn't get through. So I, I thought the at-bats were good tonight. Um, and we, we just couldn't get, couldn't capitalize on the base runners. Craig, is it a good sign when you see uh, Yelich steal a base? Is that a, that stand out in the dugout? Um, yeah, I mean, he's feeling good. He, you know, I, he's, he's run good all year. He ran, he ran in the Philly game that, that he, that one game that he played. So, um, it's, it's, you know, I don't think his timing is quite, quite there. He's definitely seeing the ball good. I think tonight he saw the ball really well, which is a positive sign. And we just got to keep stacking at bats kind of in the appropriate way and, and, and keep getting him started you're going to see him. He's going to play left field on Friday night. So we'll, we'll, you'll see that. And then, you know, we've got to keep making progress, but it was, you know, the, the, he just hasn't had nightly at bats. And so we did, we got to get that going, but um, I think he's doing pretty well health wise. Craig, uh, how tough is it to take two losses here? And, you know, when Woody and Corbin pitch so good, you're two, you know, you two top guys and, it just you, you just seem a little out of sync right now. You know, bullpen, starting, offense, just getting all three going in the same games. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, as as much as it kind of worked that worked positively for the first you know twenty five games, it's kind of worked the opposite, unfortunately, for the last fifteen. And and so um, wins have been hard to come by. Um, you know, the it, it, it takes all you know, the four phases, if you want it, starting, relieving defense and offense to, to, to put wins together. And, and we haven't been syncing up at least, you know, probably takes three of those to put sync, sync up a win. And, and we just haven't been doing that enough lately. Manager Craig Council just a little bit ago, Brewers lose to Kansas City 6-4. They get swept in the two-game series. When we return, we'll tell you how it all went down. We'll do that with the highlights. That's next here on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. 6-4 Royals knock off the Brewers. Starting pitching matchup. Corbin Burns on the mound for the crew. Brad Keller going for the Royals. It was a good start for the Brewers. Colton Wong leading things off. Wong hits one towards left. Drifting back and over his head. It's Andrew Benintendi. It'll be extra bases for Colton Wong. And the Brewers are off and running here in the first inning. With one out, Christian Yelich grounds out, which allows Wong to move to third. That brings up Omar Narvaez. Pitch to Narvaez, swing a line drive into left, a base hit. Narvaez comes through, and the Brewers jump out in front, one nothing. Daniel Vogelback would add a base hit, so two on, but no more runs come home. They strand two in the first, but they take a one nothing lead. That lead lasts until the bottom of the second inning. With two outs, Calvin Gutierrez gets a base hit. Brings up Michael Taylor. Burns at the belt, coming back. Line drive, left center field, well struck back Jackie Bradley Jr., and it's gone. 
Michael Taylor hits a two-run home run, and just like that, the Royals have a two-to-one lead in the second. That would be the only blemish on the line for Corbin Burns. The Brewers would tie the game back up in the top of the fourth inning with two outs, Jackie Bradley at the plate. Overall, it's been tough going. He puts a charge into this one. Deep right field, back and gone for Jackie Bradley Jr. Brewers need to get him going. How about that one? We're tied at two. Not for long, the Brewers would get the lead back in the top of the sixth inning. The frame gets started with Avisael Garcia. Pitch is swung on, fisted towards shallow right. It's down a base hit. Garcia is going to have at least a single. Is he going to try and stretch it? He will. Here comes the throw. It's a double for Avi Garcia to open up the sixth inning. Travis Shaw then comes to the plate, a ground out that moves Garcia to third. I thought the Brewers did a nice job with that today, getting some productive outs, being able to move runners from second to third with ground balls to the right side. That ends the day for Brad Keller, new pitcher, excuse me, for, yeah, for Brad Keller, new pitcher is uh, Jake Prince, and the first batter he faces is Jackie Bradley Jr. Swing a fly ball, hit to center. That's plenty deep. Back Taylor, warning track wall. He jumps, did he catch it? Yes. Back to tag and score is Garcia. But Michael Taylor just took maybe a run extra off the board. Yeah, I think he did. That's a home run in a whole lot of ballparks. But uh, it does get a run in. 3-2, the Brewers take the lead. All the while, Corbin Burns, outside of that uh, home run that he uh, gave up to uh, Michael Taylor, he was just rolling along back out in the sixth inning. Two outs, Salvador Perez at the plate. 0-2 on Salvador Perez. Narvaez going away. Burns delivers. Struck him out with a slider. Strikeout number nine in the game, and it gets Corbin Burns through six. Yeah, ho-hum, just another nine-strikeout game for Corbin Burns. To the seventh we go. New pitcher in, J.P. Fireisen. He would run into a little bit of trouble. First batter he faces, Jorge Soler. And Soler puts a big-time charge into this one to left center field, and when it lands, we are tied. Yeah, that's uh, that's a home run, and that makes it a uh, a 3-3 game, but the Royals are not done. Kelvin Gutierrez then gets a uh, base hit. Gerard Dyson replaces him on the bases as a pinch runner. He would steal second in front of Michael A. Taylor, who would walk. Cam Gallagher then puts a bunt down. He's out. It puts runners at second and third for Nicky Lopez. Fireisen's pitch. It's a bunt right back to Fireisen, and then he lost it as he tried to shuffle it home to Narvaez. It was a great bunt, and with the speedy Dyson, tough chance to try to get that play at home anyway. Fireisen came off the mound quickly, but then just couldn't field it cleanly and get that little underhand toss to Narvaez. Yeah, it was a bad decision. Fire Eisen should have just gone to first with it, but instead uh, he goes home, doesn't get the out. That actually ends up not mattering, though, uh, as Whit Merrifield would strike out, Carlos Santana would ground out, but two runs score there in the seventh for the Royals, making it a 4-3 game. The Royals would add on to their lead in the eighth. New pitcher in, Brad Boxberger. Uh, with one out, Salvador Perez gets a base hit, then a wild pitch moves Perez to second in front of Hanser Alberto. Free 90 feet, that's the important part. Now Alberto sprays one towards right, it's down for a base hit. 
Wong gets to it quickly, fires home. Here's the throw home, not in time. Turns into a run for Kansas City. Alberto would get to third on a Gerard Dyson line out, and then uh, during a Michael Taylor at bat, there's a wild pitch by Brad Boxberger that scores Alberto, and it makes it a 6-3 game. So that is the game score going into the ninth inning. New pitcher in, Josh Stamont. He's been used a lot recently by Kansas City. The uh, first batter he faces is Jackie Bradley Jr. Rain still falling in Kansas City. Here's the 0-1 pitch to JBJ. Swinging a bouncer, hit to the right side. Long play, Merrifield, and a wide throw. Jackie Bradley Jr. safe at first. He beats it out, was hustling up that line, forcing Merrifield to hurry the throw, and because of it, Jackie Bradley Jr. is aboard to lead off this ninth inning. Maybe that's the start. It was the start of something that's ruled an air. Billy McKinney then comes up as a pinch hitter. He flies out. Next hitter, Colton Wong. 1-1 coming. Wong, line drive, right center field. That plugs the gap. Cutting it off is Dyson going from first to third with ease is Jackie Bradley Jr. Now he's going to be sent around home. Here's the throw, not in time. It's a double for Colton Wong. And the Brewers are within a couple of runs now. Yeah, so the tying run coming up to the plate. First in the person of Lorenzo Kane. He grounds out. Then Christian Yelich. Yelich ends up walking. That would bring up Omar Nervais. Pitch to Omar. Struck him out looking on a pitch that caught the corner, maybe. Mike Matheny and his Royals have swept this two-game miniseries against the Brewers. Final score tonight. Royals six and the Brewers four. Yeah, maybe the key word there. I don't think that was a strike. With the win, the Royals go to 20-22. and 22. The loss takes the Brewers to 21-22, and 22, winning totals for Kansas City. Six runs, seven hits, one air. They leave six for the Brewers. Four runs, nine hits, two airs. They leave nine. Winning pitcher Barlow, he is 2-1. and one. The loss to Fire Ison, 0-2. Oh the save, save to Stalmont, his fifth of the year. Home runs in the contest. Taylor hitting his fourth for Kansas City. Soler hitting his fourth as well, while Bradley gets his fourth of the year for the Brewers. The game lasting three hours and ten minutes played in front of a crowd of 8,950 folks at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. Brewers now go into an off day before they will open up a weekend series in Cincinnati. That will begin on Friday. We'll preview the weekend series. We'll also get you some scores from around baseball. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio, this is News Radio WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers losing Kansas City 6-4. They get swept in the two-game series. They are off tomorrow. They'll play Cincinnati coming up Friday. More on that in a moment. Let's go around the National League Central. Cubs tonight, they lose to the Nationals by a 4-3 score. Jake Arrieta went five innings, allowing four runs on seven hits. This is a matchup of former Cy Young Award winners as Max Scherzer got the start for the Nationals. He went five innings, giving up two runs on five hits as he picks up the win. Cardinals over the Pirates by an 8-5 score. Jack Flaherty is now a Major League Best 8-0 after he goes 6. Two runs, four hits, seven strikeouts, four walks. 
and uh, the Cardinals go to 25 and 18. The Reds, who the Brewers will play on Friday, they get shut out by the Giants for nothing. Standings in the NL Central: Cardinals lead over the Cubs at three and a half games. Brewers four games back. Reds five back, and the Pirates seven and a half games back. Around the Brewers minor league system, the Nashville Sound scoring three runs in the bottom of the tenth after Gwinnett scored two runs in the top of the tenth, and Nashville gets a walk-off five-four win as they go to eight and five. Double A Biloxi playing at Tennessee. This game also went to ten innings. Uh, Biloxi losing on a walk-off by a six-five score. Biloxi drops to five and nine. The Wisconsin Timber Rattlers they lose in Appleton at Fox City Stadium tonight. Fall to West Michigan by a 6-4 score. And then Low A Carolina, they struggled this evening at Delmarva. They lose by an 11-3 score. Carolina with the loss dropping to 8-6. and six. As mentioned, the Brewers, they are off tomorrow, and they will open up a series in Cincinnati coming up on Friday. That's going to be a 6-10 first pitch on Friday. The schedule for the weekend, 6-10 first pitch on Friday, 3-10 on Saturday, and then 12-10 coming up on Sunday. As far as the Friday pitching matchup goes, Adrian Hauser will get the start for the crew. He's 3-4 and four with a 3.63 ERA. Cincinnati is scheduled to oppose with right-handed pitcher Jeff Hoffman, who will enter with a 2-3 and three record and a 4.67 ERA. 6-10 is the scheduled first pitch. That means our coverage will begin at 5-35, and then I'll be with you uh, coming up Friday night for Brewers Extra Innings. Once again, Brewers fall short tonight. They lose 6-4 to Kansas City. We'll talk to you on Friday.